Hey, Kat, do you find yourself ordering more online now with coronavirus? Kat? Kat? I'm sorry, what was that? The Instacart driver was at the door. You were saying? I was wondering if you were ordering more online now, but clearly you are. You know, I definitely am too. Even groceries when I can, which I never used to do. But even without coronavirus, I never hesitated to order most things online. I feel like Amazon just changed everything. Yeah, it did. I didn't really even use it that much just even a few months ago. But lately, I've bought everything from books and gift certificates to popsicle molds and sushi kits online. And don't judge. You gotta keep the kids busy. Well, as you know, all that shipping and freight affects our greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah, freight accounts for about a quarter of our emissions in California. So every easy purchase with just a click of the mouse has both physical and environmental repercussions, even though it may not seem like it at the time. Last year, consumers spent $600 billion online in the U.S., up 14 percent from the previous year. And yes, that number is rising as we deal with a pandemic. So does all that online ordering have a bigger carbon footprint than getting in your car and driving to the store? The answer to that, according to our experts, is it depends. It depends? Yeah, and that's Miguel Joller's favorite phrase. He co-directs the UC Davis Sustainable Freight Research Center at the Institute of Transportation Studies. E-commerce is not bad. I mean, there are many things that where e-commerce has an advantage from you going to the store. So it depends. And before we get into what it depends on, I asked him lots of other questions, too. Like, if you order everything at once so that it's all in the same shipment or bundle, does that make a difference in our environmental footprint? Again, everything depends. Is there a bigger environmental cost if you want your package delivered quickly, like same day? I mean, it always depends. (laughs) Okay, so much for simple answers. But we're going to get to the bottom of this in this brief bonus episode of Unfold, and Miguel will help explain it all. Climate models all agree that temperatures are going to increase. It's going to be hotter, it's going to be drier, fire's going to burn more frequently. Maybe this is never going to be the way it was again. We need to come up with ways to literally pull CO2 out of the atmosphere. How are we going to work together to solve a challenge like climate change? Coming to you from our closet studios as we shelter in place across the Sacramento region, this is Unfold, a UC Davis podcast that breaks down complicated problems and discusses solutions. This week, we unfold the environmental footprint of e-commerce. I'm Amy Quinton. And I'm Kat Curlin. So as we said, e-commerce has been growing tremendously, thanks mostly to Amazon. Miguel says it's been growing by double digits each year for the last decade. And you suggested coronavirus has increased e-commerce. Right. Miguel has been researching this. He said since the COVID-19 pandemic began, online orders have increased 30 percent. 30 percent? Okay, I guess it's not just me then. It is not. Online purchases of some goods increased tenfold in just April and May during those first stay-at-home orders. And probably not surprisingly, e-groceries saw the largest increase in sales, while sales of clothes went down. That makes sense. I mean, why would people buy clothes when they can't go out and show them off? You mean you don't dress up for these Zoom conversations, Kat? (laughs) You've seen me. 
Well, clothing is also the largest segment of e-commerce, and it tanked in April. But Miguel says some retailers were affected by other issues during the initial phase of the virus. There were disruptions in the supply chain. They had disruptions in terms of their distribution capacity. Warehouses got impacted by the pandemic. They had shortages of drivers, shortages of workers at some of those facilities. Some facilities may have to reduce working hours because of direct impacts. Also, you'll recall some products and imports from China stopped. So our increase in e-commerce didn't necessarily drive up greenhouse gas emissions during the stay-at-home orders? Well, we know our transportation system overall has seen a decline in greenhouse gas emissions during this pandemic. But Miguel says there is a lot to examine when looking at e-commerce's impact. But there are many, many factors that affect the supply and logistics. One was because there was less traffic on the roads. Trucks were able to travel faster without so much inefficiency. Also, deliveries were able to find parking easier. There were not that much congestion in cities. And also, people were not going to the stores. There was a huge reduction on that those shopping travel. So even though there might have been more e-commerce, you think there was conservation in other areas just because of the lack of traffic? Probably, yes. Uh, especially because the last mile is the largest component of the footprint. And if you are able to optimize that, then you, you'll get some benefits. So it's all about the last mile. We should explain what that means. The last mile is when the delivery truck goes from the warehouse or the distribution center to your doorstep. So really, it could be several miles, but it's called the last mile, and this is what has the biggest environmental impact. It's grown tremendously in the last few years. The ability to get a package from anywhere, and in many cases in a relatively short amount of time, has companies sending out more trucks into neighborhoods. How much of a role does fast shipping play? Well, that's a good question. Fast shipping has really changed the landscape. Several years ago, you might recall that Amazon offered free one-day delivery, but you had to purchase a certain amount. Then last year, all of a sudden, the cost of the purchase no longer mattered. If you were a Prime member and needed a $4 item, they'd ship it to you for free that same day. Right. Incredibly convenient for the consumer, and let me guess, incredibly bad for the environment. Miguel says when someone wants a delivery fast, companies begin to prioritize speed over system efficiency. He says shipping loses efficiency when you can't combine as many orders as possible on the same truck. Miguel compares it to mass transit. Consolidation is what drives better efficiency. When we talk about passengers, that what public transit is better than everybody using their own cars because you are consolidating a lot of trips in one train or in one bus. So it's similar to the freight. The more you can consolidate in the same vehicle, the less resources you're using to move those people or cargo. When you start shortening the deliveries or when you offer niche products that you don't have the volume to consolidate, then that efficiency goes down. So if we want same-day delivery, companies are more likely to put fewer items on the truck. There are trucks driving around, believe it or not, that are nearly empty. And some companies have also begun to contract out these delivery services using passenger cars. But that also puts more cars on the road, likely from companies that have no logistics training. But Miguel said whether e-commerce's environmental impact is greater than traditional shopping always depends. On what? Well, he listed a few factors. What type of vehicles are you using? How far are you going to the stores? What else are you doing on your way to the store? 
Are you going to the store at the same time you are going to the bank, going to eat out, going to pick up your kids' school? Because now you're minimizing the actual impact from the shopping activity. Similarly, if you can walk to the store, best not get a truck to deliver your purchase. Yep. Although I've done that before. Guilty. Didn't want to walk down to the Target and ordered from New Jersey. Felt a little guilty about that. Speaking of guilt, <laughs> consumers have a large role to play in this. And companies too, actually. So let's talk about that. Should we just not order fast shipping? Miguel says the more constraints we put on the delivery process, including things like put everything in one bag, because nowadays they all may come from somewhere else, all of that creates more opportunity for inefficiencies and an increased carbon footprint. He also says we've got to get out of this mindset of consumption. That will also help with a reduction of returns that can be quite large in some of the segments, up to 50% for clothing. So that's a lot of returns. And also, all this impulse shopping that happens every few minutes. Oh, I forgot to buy this. And then they go in and make the click. 50% returns for clothing? That's huge. It was surprising to me, too. But there are also companies that have set up their business model this way, like clothing companies that ask consumers to just keep what they want to purchase and just send the rest back. Yeah, I totally do Stitch Fix. And it costs me nothing to do the returns. Right. So why wouldn't you? Miguel had a few other tips, too. If you can get everything you need delivered on a regular basis, it helps companies plan and distribute more efficiently. I imagine not a lot of consumers know all this. Miguel says companies could help educate consumers about these things, too, by being more transparent about the actual environmental costs of fast delivery or, say, allowing customers a greener delivery option. It sounds like this is something consumers should demand if we really want to make a difference for the climate. I really think consumers hold a lot of power in this. I mean, after all, we're the ones that keep buying and wanting it delivered fast, right? Companies are just responding to what we've been asking for. I did read that, at least with Amazon, they'll soon purchase zero-emission trucks. They've agreed to purchase 100,000 of them to begin deliveries next year. And at least in this state, we're on a road to mandating that truck fleet operators purchase zero-emission vehicles. Right. The California Air Resources Board just this year is making manufacturers ramp up sales of zero-emission vehicles. So whether by regulation or voluntarily, I think we're going to begin to see greener e-commerce. You can find out more about Miguel Joller's research on our website at ucdavis.edu slash unfold or visit our climate website, climatechange.ucdavis.edu. Thanks for listening to Unfold. Unfold is a production of UC Davis. It's produced by Cody Drabble. Original music for Unfold comes from UC Davis alumnus Damian Verrett and Curtis Jerome Haynes.